What is up, everybody? Welcome into Pinpointed. I'm your host, Alex Lazowski, and we've got a big show for you today. But first, check out for yourself what transpired this evening. To keep England alive. indeed foiled again we got that reaction from the incredible ian dark commentator for football soccer and once again england now this is the first time they made it to the finals in a euro cup since 1966 that's the year they won it and same for italy italy are champs for the first time since 1968 but they've won a couple of World Cups since then, but I will say both have struggled in the Euro Cups. And so now here is my reaction from today's incredible match. Italy has totally usurped themselves as now a top three team in the world. With their new coach, who has totally revived this team and their strategy, because five years ago, Italy, Italy couldn't even qualify for the World Cup. And so there was a lot of speculation of what's going on with Italy because Italy should be qualifying for Worlds and Euro Cups every season, every two, four years. And so when they didn't, there was a lot of turmoil. And a lot of people didn't understand why. So they get this new coach, Roberto Martini, and he instills an excellent tactic in the Italian attack and defense. They play a high press, total attack, relentless style of soccer. And throughout this match, you saw this, is Italy consistently pressed the England defenders whenever they had the ball in their own end, kind of foiled England's ability to you know, start pressure up the field through the midfield and into the attacking zones. And part of the reason why is Italy have a fantastic group of midfielders led by Insigne. And Insigne is a fantastic player, one of their best players on the team. He's only 5'10", but his ability to control the field in the middle is phenomenal. He could pass, he can shoot, he scored a couple of goals in this tournament. And so many players came through for Italy. And one of the big things that was interesting is England scored in the first two minutes of the game. So this was crazy because, again, England's in Wembley. Again, the split for fans is 50-50, but it's still a clear home field advantage. So when England scored, this place was going insane, as it should. But this was almost a disadvantage for England because of how they played afterwards. England, for the next 20 minutes, had their chances. They attacked a little bit. But after that, before the half ended and into the second half, England was very, very passive. They were happy to defend the entire 60 minutes, let's say, from the 20-minute on, for no reason. 
And I don't understand the strategy personally. If I wanted a team to be more aggressive or passive, I'm always picking be more aggressive, even if this is the Euro Cup final and you're up by one. And so what this allowed Italy to do is they control the tempo. Up until the 60th minute, 70th minute, when Bonucci scored the goal off the corner kick, Italy had a 70% possession to England's 30%. They had quadruple the amount of shots England had. England wasn't even in the offensive zone for pretty much 20 to 25 minutes at one point the entire game. After the half, into the second half, for 20 minutes, England didn't even get a shot on goal, wasn't even a threat on the Italian defense because England was too passive. And that's at fault for England. They had the one-goal lead. That's what a lot of teams do. But this allowed Italy to generate a ton of opportunities. And at some point, you knew the commentator even said it, Italy was going to put something through eventually. And they did. And kudos to Italy for overcoming the adversity of the early goal, which was terrible defending, and to tie this game up. But what translated after that goal, when it was 1-1, England struggled again to create offensive chances. And you know why? Because they weren't doing it the whole match. After the first goal, they weren't prioritizing setting up attack and creating opportunities on the offensive end. And so when they're beginning to do this, understanding that now it's a 1-1 game, let's try to get another goal, they struggled because they didn't do it the whole game. And Italy's already in their tempo, already figuring out patterns in the offensive zone to get through England's def defense. England didn't do any of that. So they had, they were rusty on the offensive end to create opportunities, which is totally Normal when you're sitting on the defensive side of the ball for 40 minutes on end. And so that was a tricky situation for England. They couldn't get any opportunities. And eventually in extra time, they actually created some. In the second half of extra time, they were leading the way for it, uh, against Italy and created some great opportunities. Now the second biggest point in this match were the substitutions. And the commentators were saying this because there were a couple injuries for Italy. And they had to take out Chiesa, which is a really good attacker for Italy. He got injured in the play. Insignia left also the game, their best midfielder, I would argue. They brought in another, uh, another substitute. And so by the end, into the shootouts, Italy already substituted, I believe, five or six guys, which was the max. And they're saying this for England because England didn't make a substitute until the 70th or 80th minute. And they were saying it's time to bring in some fresh legs. And they did. But the key thing in is here, at the end of the second half of extra time, right before the 120th minute, the coach for England, Garrett, Gareth Southgate, made the substitutions for Rashford, who's 23 years old, made the substitution for Sancho, who's 21, and for Saka, who's 19 years old, all three extremely young players, talented strikers, I will add. But this is a major final. This will haunt him because all three missed. Saka's first ever penalty was this one. And you most likely want a more experienced shooter taking it, even if it's not a striker like Shaw or even Sterling. But let's go through the shootout. 
Berardi goes first. He scores. Italy's up 1-0. Harry Kane scores as well. A good penalty after he missed against Denmark, but followed up with it. Here in the penalties, you couldn't do that. And so Kane makes up for his miss a couple days ago. And then for Italy, the second shot, Bellotti misses. Pickford, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Fantastic save. Italy gets the early advantage. Maguire scores on an unreal penalty in the top corner, which is very risky, and I don't even know why players attempt these kind of top corner shots. But kudos to Harry Maguire. Bonucci goes for Italy. He scores. It is 2-2. But again, England have the edge. And like I was saying, the three guys that entered into this game for the penalty kicks come back to haunt it for England because Rashford goes, he hits the post, awful penalty. Italy then scores on the next one. Sancho is up next. Another dude that comes in, saved by Donnarumma. And Italy's now up 3-2. And you've got now, Italy puts up Giorgino, who won it against Spain and is known for his little hesitation right when he kicks the penalty to see where the goalie's going to jump. And this is for the win. Italy can win it right here. Listen what happened. Jorginho to win the European title for Italy. And Pickford saves! Can you believe it? That is as loud a roar as I've ever... An unbelievable stop by Pickford who kept England in this game with now two saves against Italy. Leveled it realistically for England now to tie it. But Saka goes in there and he also misses the penalty saved by Donnarumma. And the really the story of this game was those three players that were substituted in. They couldn't finish. But I want to also give credit to these goalkeepers. Donnarumma, young stud. He is an extremely tall and big man. I think he's 6'4", 6'5", only 22, 23 years old. He's now signed with PSG. He's an incredible goalkeeper. Once again, the Italians have another one after Buffon retired. But Pickford played another phenomenal match for England. They also have a goalkeeper for years to come. What a fantastic final. Those clips say it all. Italy, for sure are going to be one of the favorites for the World Cup next year. Once again, thank you guys for listening. That is Pinpointed, where we're looking at all your favorite sports every week. Give you little updates. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music, where this podcast will be posted. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Later.